most business owners, especially like in today's society, it's a lot of like grind 24-7, hustles, you know, sleep when you're dead, you know, hustle your face off, that kind of mentality. So you're always like hunting for the next client. So it's like most people rely on like word of mouth, going out, passing out flyers, passing out cards, spamming people on social media, you know, hitting people in the DMs, cold email outreach and so forth. So those are typically most methodologies, right? And a lot of that stuff is being taught. What we mean when you become the hunted versus the hunter now people seek you out. Now you know how to create demand and you know how to take the desire that's in the marketplace for a specific outcome and you can channel that desire to your products and services. Now you have more demand overflow typically than you can actually fulfill on. And when you can do that, you can charge whatever you want. Welcome to Freedom Slay Podcast, where fempreneurs, side hustlers, and entrepreneurs come to fast track their success. If you're a millennial girl boss, listen, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any of the goods, because every week you're going to get the tools that you need to slay your business goals to create a life of time and financial freedom. I'm Ganette Jones, your host and freedom slayer in charge here. Let's begin. Welcome, welcome, Marquel and Andre. How are you? I'm excited to have you on the Freedom Slay podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Super, super excited to be here with you. Doing well. Thank you. Appreciate it. So can you tell me a little bit about both of you? Like, tell me a bit about yourselves, what led to this partnership and what you're currently doing? So it's crazy, kind of our whole journey, right? So I'm from Atlanta. We're in different, totally different states. So I'm from Atlanta. And I kind of grew up in a drug infested environment, the whole nine yards, dropped out of school in 10th grade, started selling drugs. And that was one of my first entrepreneurial endeavors, which led me to the entertainment industry. With, um, and I was in the club one night because I managed club, I mean, artists and club promotions and stuff like that. And I was introduced to this thing called network marketing. Network marketing then led me into this online marketing world because I wanted to learn how do I grow my network marketing business, leveraging the Internet. And I saw it was a huge opportunity there. And while I was in this network, it was this online program that taught network marketers how to use the internet. And when I was in that program, and mind you, the internet marketing world in the area that we play around in is white male dominated for the most part. So here I am coming into this industry. I'm tatted from like my wrist to my shoulders, all the way up to my neck. I got goals, the whole nine yards. And I'm like, I don't see anybody else that look like me, which is fine. But then I've stumbled across this brother, um, Andre. Um, he went by 90 Day Dread at the time. We were in the same program at the same time. So I reached out to him and I was like, hey, man, me and you the only brothers in this thing. I was like, maybe we need to link up. And I think we could really dominate this entire space if we come together and join forces. So we did that. We linked up. And then um, I'll let bro to take the story from here, from that part. What you got? What you want to add, bro? Yeah, that's awesome. So just a little bit of my backstory before we get into that part, right? So a little bit of my backstory, like bro said, I'm originally from Florida, born and raised, got kicked out of my mom's house when I was about 17, went to live with my dad, which ended up being a major blessing for various reasons, but graduated from high school, went straight to the military. In the military is where I was introduced to network marketing, actually by my first sergeant. My first sergeant looked at me the first day that I I went in his office and he was like, "Uh, what's your backup plan? (laughs) Which is which is kind of odd the first day that you're meeting your first sergeant for the first time. And he said, uh, you know, what is your backup plan? And I was like, excuse me, first sergeant. He was like, you need a backup plan 
because you don't look like you're built for the military. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, you know, he ended up, we ended up becoming really good friends. But he introduced me to network marketing. And when I got out of the military, network marketing still stuck with me. And around the same time that uh, Marquel was online looking for training on how to generate leads on the internet, I was doing the same thing, <laughs> trying to figure out how I could stop doing, you know, the in-home meetings and all that different stuff and actually just like really build a business, a work from home business and a profitable work from home business from home. So like bro said, we're on this training and uh, it was really funny. It was during, it wasn't Zoom, but it was a software kind of like Zoom that we use for this training. And you could see when people jumped on, you could see everybody that jumped on. So you can kind of see people's eyes kind of scrolling the screen to see if they know somebody that looks familiar or whatever the case may be. And I'm looking because every, it's like this sea of white people. <laughs> and uh, I'm looking and I'm scrolling. And finally, I lock eyes with Marquel. So like you said, he hit me up. And yeah, he said exactly what he just said. And I'm thinking in my head, like, what is this dude talking about? Like, dominate the space, man. I'm just trying to make sure I can make enough money to pay child support this month. I was not worried about changing the world. But but anyway, it was something that was important. And as we grew, what ended up happening is bro is like, Marquel has like one of the biggest hearts that I know. A lot of times we would have work that needed to be done in the business and he was looking to outsource it. This is before we ended up getting an assistant and things like that. And he would, you know, hire people and it would be us because that's what we're all about. It just seems like they were always taking advantage of them. At that point, I kind of had like one foot in the business that we were building together and one foot kind of out of the business because I was doing my own thing with coaching and consulting as well. And, um, I started looking and we were having a conversation about a specific person one time. And I was like, you know what, bro? I'll just do that for you. Let me just do that. Well, I forgot what he was doing at the time, but I was like, hey, bro, I can do what that person does. And he was like, you really want to, bro? And I was like, yeah, we might as well build this thing together and do most of the work just so that we can get this thing off the ground. Because everyone else seems like they're not serious. Like, we're serious. And, um... We started our membership group. Our first membership group was $9.97. We really thought we were killing it. <laughs> we really thought we were crushing the game with a $9.97 offer. And bro was like, man, I just felt like we're working too hard for a little bit of money. So I was like, yeah. So we ended up getting coaching and uh, they told us to raise our prices. And that's exactly what we did. We were extremely coachable and we raised our prices to a mind numbing, a whopping $300 per month for coaching. So now we got our whistles wet when it came to high ticket coaching. <laughs> at, least we, at least we thought, right? <laughs> right, right. We thought we were rolling in the dough, $300, $300 a month. So we started building a business like that for a while and still felt like we were running into a brick wall. Marquel knew his expertise. His expertise was definitely to help people get leads. And I knew my expertise. My expertise is to get the most out of people. And uh, we ended up investing in another coaching program, high ticket coaching this time. And uh, bro asked the question like, hey, how can we leverage the talents that we have in order to really make this thing something big that changes the world and 
serves underserved entrepreneurs, which at the time was definitely black entrepreneurs. And um, now we turn that that question turned into the program right now that is kind of Traction University and the rest is history. Sure. Oh, wow. I have so many questions about it. So first of all, what year was this that the two of you got together and started the business? I think it was like 2013. Yeah. So we, <laughs> okay. we met at the end of 2012 and at the 2013 is when we really started to build things together. Right. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. And for those who are listening, who may be brand new to entrepreneurship, or maybe the entrepreneurs and they're like, I want to do something. I just don't know what yet. For them, <laughs> can you break down what network marketing is? Yeah. So network market is essentially, some people got negative connotations with it. So some people call it a pyramid scheme. Some people say things of that nature, but essentially what it is, it's a company that has a specific product or service and they leverage other people to sign up for the company. And then that's their marketing channel. So they say, for example, let's say it's a software company that has a video technology because the company I was in at first or a weight loss product. And I sign up, let's say I sign up for 500 bucks and I pay $20 a month or something like that. And then I sign and they tell me, hey, are you go get two other people so you can start building what they call a downline. So let's say I come sign you up and you're like, all right, I'm in. And you know Andre and then Andre signs up under you. And that's kind of how distributor downline, as they call it, you know, kind of grows out. So that's essentially mm-hmm. what it is. You don't really own the company, but I think it's definitely a great way to kind of get into the game. If you don't have a product, you're not sure about entrepreneurship and you want to kind of get your whistle wet a little bit. I think it's a great way because the biggest thing for me, I didn't make a crazy amount of money, life-changing money in network marketing. However, the personal development and the exposure and stuff like that will pay me for the rest of my life, hands down. Absolutely. I totally mm-hmm. So just for those of you who are listening, this is MLM, right? So also Correct. known as multi-level marketing. Exactly. So there are some that are sketchy and there are some that are legit. So I see what you're talking about. They have, like you have your M ways that is like this as well. You also have, oh goodness, what's that really? Like even Beachbody is a bit of a yeah. MLM, right? Yeah, so Herbalife. that's one of the biggest ones. Yeah. There's Herbalife. There's a lot of really legit ones. So I get where you said, okay, let me start there. Cause I don't have an offer right now. I don't have a product. I don't have a service. So mm-hmm. glad we cleared that up. And yeah. I smiled when you said there weren't many people that look like you in this space. And you're right. You know, you got your, you're in the space, even for coaching period, you have the Gary Vendichuk, you have the Grand Cardoons, you know, yeah. you have these people, but they don't look like you. And if you can find an area where people they have a need for what it is that you have to offer. So in your case, that is helping people attract leads, helping people grow their business, et cetera. And they don't look like them. You can definitely niche your way into that because people tend to want to work with people who they resonate with. Right. And it's not even just a matter of, Oh, that person has a face like mine. No, they have similar experiences. You know, they have a similar way of speaking and you're able to resonate better. And this can be age. It could be race. It's so many ways that you can attract your audience through that way. So I think it's smart what you guys did and identify that missing piece too. So good on you guys. <laughs> and you. I know you assist students with client attraction. You just talked about that a bit. So what do you find the biggest misconception that they have about client attraction before working with you? We'll be back after a quick break. Money is all around us and we think about it more than almost every other aspect of our lives. But how can we make more of it and what's our drive for building wealth beyond just the numbers in our bank account? Join us on the Make More podcast as our host Matt Heslin brings to you a dynamic lineup of experts in the world of investing, business, health, and beyond. Together they unpack the secrets to not just surviving but thriving in today's economy. 
It's about more than just wealth. It's about crafting life experiences, seizing opportunities, and building a legacy. Subscribe now to the Make More with Matt Heslin podcast and join us every week for new expert insights and inspiration. I would say for me, and Broken kind of piggyback on it, but so for me, what I found is that a lot of times people typically come to us and, um, and like I was telling bro, we always laugh about it is people kind of see us like it kind of starts saying Mark Quill is the, the Facebook ad guy. They kind of that was something that started coming up last year. And we was like, that's what people see on the surface level. However, what we do is really s- way more layered than that. Right. So a lot of times people come to us and they think, well, all I need to do is learn how to get more eyeballs on what I do. Or I need to learn how to do Facebook ads. Or I need to know the best targeting. Right. Those are the things I typically think. However, what we found is that the number one thing when it comes to the market outside of the inner game stuff is um, from a marketing standpoint, is the messaging. Most people's messaging is way off. It's not targeted. It's not speaking to a specific person. It's not speaking to a specific problem. It's not speaking to a specific outcome. So it doesn't matter how much you spend on ads. It doesn't matter how many eyeballs you get on what you do. You're still going to miss the mark because a lot of people, are, they try to be so broad so they can kind of capture everybody. And, it's and if really, you're and, selling and to everybody, to, you ain't selling to nobody. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And they're trying to be so deep, like with these big words and things of that nature, and it doesn't connect. So they miss everybody. So they now they wonder why this stuff isn't profitable and why it's not connected. What would you add to that, bro? Yeah, so I would say that the biggest misconception, and bro kind of mentioned it a little bit, it would be the inner game thing. It would be, you know, mindset and mentality, right? So And that's like the least sexiest thing in business to talk about, right? But it's absolutely the most important. It's foundational. A lot of people come to us and like Marquel said, they look at us as like the Facebook guys. You know, they're going to help me get my Facebook ads. When I get my Facebook ads up and running, I'll get more clients. Once I get more clients, of course, I'll make more money, which is super short-sighted, right? Because if you knew all of the things and you already had the mentality in order to make the money that you desire, more than likely, you would already be making it. I think the biggest misconception is more leads, more clients, and more revenue is the end-all, be-all to really improve people's lives, not understanding that what they really need is to readjust or reset their mentality how they look at themselves, their relationship with themselves and their business, forgiving themselves of past hurts or past circumstances so that they can be the necessary person that needs to show up every day to serve their clients and to continue to build their business so they can manifest the vision that they ultimately want. Mm -hmm. Both of those things, but both of you were talking about just now makes so much sense, right? I can imagine someone, especially if they're new to the game, coming and they're like, listen, I've got this awesome product or service. I just need you help me with leads. And we're like, hold up, back up. Let's find out. Do you even know who your audience is? What are you helping solve? What problem are you fixing for them? And do they know that they need that fix? Like, how are you connecting with them? So I get a lot of people miss that mark. And for sure, Andre, with the mindset piece, people like to look at that as like fluffy woo-woo stuff. But it's like, it's so important for people to get you know that piece down before they do anything else because even if you don't believe in yourself enough to do it you're not going to be able to do it so yeah i get how those could be really big hurdles for people to you know understand and why do you think 
that high paying clients as opposed to many lower paying ones is the way to go. Cause I know we started off talking about, you know, your $9 per month thing, and then it went to 300 per month for the coaching, which is hilarious. And now I know it's more than that, much more than that. So can you share with the audience why you believe that the high paying clients is the way to go? So for me, I would say a couple of reasons. So number one is that you can really go to bat to really help people get results, right? So you're not trying to work with thousands of people to hit your income goals. For example, you can work with a couple hundred people or a couple people, it just depends on your price point to really go to bat to really help them get results. So I would say that's one of the biggest things. Number two is that you're going to attract people who have more skin in the game. And I will say this, even when people paying a higher ticket, Sometimes it's still some who still don't. So they can pay you 10,000, 15,000 or whatever, still disappear. Uh, However, if they they pay a a premium, more premium price, they have a higher chance of actually showing up, following through and getting the results. And then also you can, of course, hire and build a team. So now you can build like a support system to actually help them get clients. And I'm going to say, I could go on and on, but I'm going to say one more. One more is that you can actually afford to advertise more. So for example, if your highest price offer is, let's say, is 500 bucks, you can only stand to invest 400, 450 to get a client right now. But if your competitors, quote unquote competitors, if they have their high ticket back end offers are like 3000, 4000, 5000, 10000 or whatever, they can actually outspend you when it comes to advertising. So now they can come in and buy up all the leads, buy up all the customers and you really can't compete. And the person who can afford to spend more to get the customer always win. So it was about four or five reasons. What would you add, bro? Yeah. So my biggest thing would be what we're sold on when we get into entrepreneurship a lot of times is the lifestyle and the time freedom. Lifestyle and time freedom. Oh, almost 10 years we've been doing this and nine out of the 10 people that we speak with, when we really ask them what they want, what their goals are, they basically boil down to a better quality of life, right? Meaning more free time to be able to enjoy the things that they want and to be able to make more money, you know, as a means to be a philanthropist, do more in the community, tithe more, all those different things. Charging a higher price definitely allows you to do that. Just like bro said, with everything that he mentioned when it comes to being able to build a team, being able to serve your clients at a higher level, all those different things play in part. But as a means to actually live the life that you were sold when you got into entrepreneurship, right? So I would say that's the biggest thing, you know, actually having a higher price point on your services allows you the free time and the availability, not only to build a team, not only to grow your business, but also have the free time that you require, you know, and desire, as well as the money aspect, the finances to be able to support that free time. That's what I would say. Mm-hmm. And you guys have done an amazing job with your students as well. Was it, it was something like 20 million, correct? Do you help them get $20 million in sales? I think we're probably about over a hundred million right now. A hundred million? Yeah. Oh, it's time to update the site then. We need to know. We need- <laughs> yeah, we got to update the site for sure. Yeah, for sure. We got to get somebody on that. <laughs> No, that's awesome, though. And I know you help the clients to get hunted rather than being the hunter. I read that on the site. So can Mm -hmm. you share a bit of an action that listeners can begin to use to do this so that they can become hunted rather than being the hunter? First of all, explain to them what that means and then how they can go about doing that. Yeah. Most business owners, 
especially like in today's society, it's a lot of like grind 24-7, hustle, you know, sleep when you're dead, you know, hustle your face off, that kind of mentality. So you're always like hunting for the next client. So it's like most people rely on like word of mouth, going out, passing out flyers, passing out cards, spamming people on social media, you know, hitting people in the DMs, cold email outreach and so forth. So those are typically most methodologies, right? And a lot of that stuff is being taught. What we mean when you become the hunted versus the hunter now people seek you out. Now you know how to create demand and you know how to take the desire that's in the marketplace for a specific outcome and you can channel that desire to your products and services. Now you have more demand overflow typically than you can actually fulfill on. And when you can do that, you can charge whatever you want, of course, when you can help people get results. So one of the things that we would suggest to the listeners that they can apply immediately is number one, get crystal clear on like, the problem that you solve, like what is the problem that you solve probably better than anyone else. And then decide, okay, who is your ideal client that you can solve that problem for? Like your easy win clients. Like if this is the thing that they're looking for and this is the problem they have and you know this solution can help them get to their outcome faster than anything else. And then number three is decide, okay, what kind of value-based content that you can put out in the marketplace as your bait to kind of show them by, because we believe that the number one way to help show people you can help them is by actually helping them. So you start putting out some content of like helping people for free in advance. And you say, hey, if you like this, you actually love our free case study video on this or our download checklist on this. Go here to go to xyz.com and get access to this for free. Now they go, they opt in to get that. And when I say opt in, for those who may not know what that means, that means they put in their name and email to get access to some kind of free gift where you give them more value and show them again how you can help them. And then from that point, you invite them to actually schedule a call with you or whatever the next step is to work with you. So that's a free way to do it. But then if you want to accelerate that, then you start doing like paid advertising because now you got the right message. You know who the right person is. So now it's a matter of just getting in front of them at the right time and then taking them through your process. Absolutely. And making the decision to specialize. So Everything Marcus says definitely spot on. And in addition to that, you want to make sure that you specialize, right? So a lot of times, even when people find out their ideal target market, even when they find out what exactly what they want to do when it comes to content and all those other things, and when they solve the unique problem, so they have their unique solution, there's still the, a tendency to try to be everything to everyone in their market or in their space, right? So actually specializing on the exact thing that you do. For example, when it comes down to it, CAU helps you to position yourself in the market the proper way to get more leads and attract more high paying clients. That's what we do. Facebook is just the vehicle we help our clients use in order to get that end result. But that is the goal. The goal is to make sure that they attract uh, high paying premium clients. That's our focus. And then once they bring those clients on, then we serve them with how to actually serve the clients, how to run their business, whatever the case may be. But it all starts with knowing exactly what your specialty is. So being a surgeon instead of being like a general practitioner, we all know that you can go to the doctor right now and sit in front of a physician. You know what I'm saying? There's physicians at urgent care facilities and everything just to identify whatever sickness or illness you have write you a prescription or whatever the case may be. But you can't go to an urgent care 
and sit right in front of a surgeon. Surgeon's time, uh, you have to schedule their time much more efficiently, but they are there to solve a specific problem. And because they're there to solve a specific problem and they have the education to solve that specific problem, they get paid much more, they enjoy much more of their lives, um, they're able to build around themselves. A lot of them have their own private practices all because they decided to specialize. So that would be the biggest tip for me is just make sure that you're specializing and you're still not trying to be everything to everyone, a jack of all trades in your specific niche. So smart. And yeah, jack of all trades, master of none, right? Right. That's the the saying. And I love that analogy with the surgeon versus the physician. Like you want someone who specializes in an oncologist specializes just in cancer. So someone going to the emergency room isn't going to find an oncologist right there. They could talk to right away about all their problems. So Mm -hmm. definitely so true. And I want to make a point as well, because you also mentioned, well, I think Andre mentioned earlier you know, knowing where and when you can find your clients. And it's so important too, to follow the data. So many people guess when this is, or they guess without talking to their customers or without just following the data from Google Analytics and things like that. It's so important. And I'm just going to give a quick example for my stuff. So I have Cubicle Ditch Academy that I run a couple of times a year and well, once or twice a year, not that often, but I run it. And I assumed the first time I was running it, I'm like, oh, you know, people are going to be online weekends before 9 a.m., after 5 p.m. because they're working and they want to get out of their job. But when I went and looked at the analytics behind everything, I saw that they were actually coming on and looking at my website and going on my social media around 10 a.m. So they got into work. They were tired, work pissed them off and they're fed up of it. So they went to my site to check it out. And it was a complete different thing. So had I not followed the data, I would have been reaching out to them or looking to find them, I should say, or advertising at times they weren't even available or looking to speak to them when they weren't even there. So it's important. They say all the time the dollars in the data that you follow that data and you're also having those conversations with your ideal clients or what I like to call a PVC, your perfect driving client. So you want to know who they are, where they are, when they're there, and that way you can best communicate it. So I'm so glad you brought those points up. Thanks, guys. <laughs> if you want to get two guys excited on this call today, start talking about data. <laughs> Listen, dollars are in the data. And so many people ignore it. I'm like, it's right there. It's, it's so, so much, much easier. Just pay attention to it. Just look Absolutely. at it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm so glad you brought up that and the specialization because so many people, like you said, try to be everything to everyone. And also they're afraid that in specializing, they're going to miss out on people. But when you're talking so broadly to an audience, no one feels that individual connection that turns them from browser to buyer. So it's important for them to focus. So 100% love that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And outside of being found, you know, you also help clients with positioning. So for those who may not fully grasp what that means, can you please explain like what positioning is, client positioning? And, you know, why it's important? Yeah. So a couple of things. So number one, we always tell our clients to like pick their mountain. And this kind of goes back to the specialization piece Dre was talking about. So we say, okay, pick your mountain, climb to the top of that mountain, plant your flag there and position yourself as the best of the best in this particular space. So a lot of people we found is that it's specific like coaches, consultants, expert type businesses. A lot of times they'll look at the industry and they'll say, 
all right, well, this person is here and they're charging this. And then this person is the lower end of the market. They're charging this and they're going to price themselves right there in the middle. And nobody typically ever wants to do business with people in the middle. So we say, okay, you want to position yourself at the top of the mountain as the go-to. And we always tell them that there's zero competitive advantage being the lowest price person in the market, but there's massive competitive advantage being the most expensive, like the, the most premium. And when you carve out like, this is my specific zone of genius. And you obviously not just say it because anybody can say it, but you actually prove that you're amazing in that particular area as well. That helps you stand head and shoulders in, in front of everybody else. And the biggest thing that we add, because one of our clients asked, her name is Jasmine, she said, what's the biggest piece of marketing psychology you guys have learned over the years that have helped y'all become successful? And for me and for us, actually what we've proven to be true is that authenticity. It's not like NLP or um, psychology, persuasion. All that stuff is great. Mm-hmm. However, but what we found to be our secret weapon, so to speak, if there's a secret weapon, is just authenticity. Because when you show up as you 100%, right, nobody can really compete. That eliminates all the quote-unquote competition because nobody can compete with you because there's only one of you. So that's what I got. What you got, bro? Yeah, just to piggyback on that and just kind of drive it home with an example. This is one of the examples we always teach our clients as well. We give them the example of like Walmart and Target. If you Oh, I like a little Target. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. So if you want to go somewhere and you want to get your groceries or whatever the case may be for a cheaper price, it's a no-brainer. You're going to go to Walmart. Right. And if you want more high, the same things, but, you know, higher quality, more expensive. Right. We associate, you know, higher expenses with quality. Then you go to Target. There's no in between. There's either Walmart or Target. Yeah. Walmart or Target. Kmart is gone now because Kmart was what our clients try to be a lot of times or what most people try to be a lot of times, which is right in the middle. And nobody has time for right in the middle. So you don't see that many Kmarts anymore. So that's what I say the thing is, is actually just positioning is, it's a strategy. If you think about sports, uh, like just take basketball, for instance, or even football, because it's football season right now. When the quarterback says hut and the offense, you know, runs their play and the receiver is going out for a pass and the quarterback throws that ball up, the wide receiver and the cornerback, the person guarding the wide receiver, they both have a chance to catch the ball. It's the individual that is in the best position to catch the ball who is the one that usually gets the reception. So it doesn't have anything to do with physical talent. It doesn't have uh, anything to do with speed or how long you've been playing the game. It doesn't have to do with, you know, when you came out of college, any of those things. The only thing that matters when it comes to catching that ball is being in the proper position. And that is based on strategy, not anything else. I'm loving all these analogies, the Target and Walmart, (laughs) the football. That's hilarious. And if we're looking at like even top peak of mountain, then you're even getting into like your Whole Foods because is it? I don't think there's a single thing more expensive as a Whole Foods store. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah no. 
yeah, I get the point. And it's so important that they do position themselves like that. So thank you for sharing it. And I saw in a recent Instagram post, I think it was Markwell, you had it up and you had mentioned that, you know, email marketing isn't dead. And I know so many people think that it's dying a really fast death, especially with text messaging and stuff coming out. So with inboxes getting more and more inundated, what suggestions do you have to help with people's open rates and their conversion overall? Yeah. So one one thing I would say is our cousin, and again, back to the data, right? Because we nerd out on the data. It sounds like you do as well. We <laughs> actually had a report pulled by one of our team members the other day. And um, over the last 90 days, 33% of our clients came from email. 31% came from ads. And then the other stuff trickled in from like speaking and stuff of that thing, that nature. But the majority of our clients came from email over the past 90 days. So a lot of people just got to just kind of tweak, first off, tweak their understanding of email and understand that every platform that we use, social media and all that, we use email to log in. So let's be clear, email isn't going nowhere just like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a smart point though, yeah. <laughs> right, so just like direct mail isn't going anywhere, email isn't going anywhere. So in terms of like maximizing email, one thing that we always suggest is you send out one email a day. So that's like something really practical that somebody can do starting today, send out one email a day. So some people say, well, here's another tip that we'll air as well. Send out the email typically in the morning, earlier in the morning, like let's call it 10 a.m. at the latest. Send that out. And then about 6 p.m., 7 p.m., resend that same email with a different subject line to the people that didn't open. So that's going to automatically increase your open rates and conversions and all that good stuff. And what so, about the person listening and they're like, man, I don't want to bother my audience and send an email a day. That's crazy. Great question. So Typically, what we say to that is number one, people, our clients ask us, how often should we send an email? We say, you send an email every day you want to make money. And then we use a real life example. So like when Oprah was on TV, how often did Oprah come on? Oprah came on every day. I love these analogies. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oprah came on every day. Now she's a billionaire. So your email is like your own talk show. If you're struggling with like, what do I send the email? where everything is an email, like us being on this interview today, this could literally be an an email. So people want to read your emails, not because you're selling them something in email. And we recommend not selling something every email, but like bringing them into your world, taking them behind the velvet rope, letting them know what's going on in your life and just writing your emails just like you talk. And people are interested in type of stuff. That's why reality TV is so big. So just showing up consistently, because if you're not showing up consistently, they're going to end up doing business with the person shows up. You know what I'm saying? What would you add to that, bro? One of the biggest things when it comes to email and open rates, right? We just talked all this noise about data, right? Because we all love data. I would say when it comes to email, data, quote unquote, the open rates and the conversions is the biggest reason why people either stop after shortly after getting started or why they don't really start at all. So my biggest advice for especially like maybe the beginner that's emailing is don't look at your conversion rates and your open rates immediately. Focus on the consistency of just building out. I mean, not building out an email list, but on just emailing every single day. 
you would be surprised. We have people that we talk to on a regular basis. That's like, you know, hey, I've been on your list for four years. I've been on your list for five years. And now they're some of our best clients. Did they book a call with us immediately six years ago? No, they didn't. They studied us, though, and we've been consistent. And that's what we get from a lot of our prospects every single day. Like, hey, like I've been following you for three years and I get three emails a day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like there's some people that say, hey, you know, for the first two years I was on your list, I didn't open anything. And now every time I see an email in my inbox, I open it. It's not necessarily about what you're saying. Right. It's not even necessarily about how you're saying it. It's the consistency. Of course, like think about email just like a conversation. Some conversations you have with the same person. Some of those conversations are great conversations. Some conversations you wish you didn't even have to have or never had. Right. It's the same thing with email. It's a conversation. And some emails are going to go really well. Some emails are going to go not so well. But the fact that the matter is, and the best thing that you can do for your business is just stay consistent. And with that consistency, the results will handle themselves. For sure. Yeah. And that consistency, what it does is build that trust, which is needed for them to even want to buy from you. Right. So 100%. I love the Oprah example too. Like how many (laughs) days was she showing up? Yeah. Let's, (laughs) let's do that. (laughs) So for those who are listening, who are like, okay, I need to get in these guys' world because like, you know, a hundred million dollars, they, they're saying a whole lot that makes a whole lot of sense. I need to learn more from them. Where can they find out more about you? Where can they find out more about CAU? Like, where can they get you? Well, obviously, so we come bearing gifts. So if you have a business, you probably want to get more leads. You probably want to get more clients. So we have this tool that we put together called the Paid Ad Playbook. And basically the paid ad playbook breaks down how to get 50 to 100 leads every single day for your business that actually convert into clients because leads are the lifeblood of your business. And of course, you want to be able to convert those leads to clients. So if you go to paidadplaybook.com, so that's paid, P-A-I-D, ad, A-D, playbook.com, you can get access to that for 100% free. And it comes with a lot of bonus videos. And also you can connect with us on IG. We put a lot of free content on there as well. My personal IG is at Marquel Russell. Instagram is at Marquel Russell, M-A-R-Q-U-E-L-R-U-S-S-E-L-L. And Andre's is at A-U-N-D-R-A-E, V, Gaskin, G-A-S-K-I-N. My hey, boy. Did, did I get that right, bro? Yeah, you did. You let's did. spell his again, just in case someone's driving and they need it. Yeah, yeah, bro, it it's kind of tough. Yeah, it's at Andre, A-U-N, D-R-A-E-V as in victory, Gaskin, G-A-S-K-I-N. Got it. Awesome. <laughs> That's so I can't wait for them to find this information to definitely go and grab that playbook because I mean, who doesn't want to get 50 to 100 leads a day that actually convert? Like, let's talk about it. Right. So hopefully they go and grab that. I'm also going to link to all of this in the show notes. And thank you so much for your time. There's just one question I love to ask at the end of every single interview. And that is, what does freedom mean to you? Freedom means to me the ability to wake up every day and do what it is that you love to do. So to have this big vision that you have for your life and actually to be able to wake up and do it and do it how you want to do it, when you want to do it, at the level you want to do it and be unapologetic about it. Being able to speak how you want to speak about the topics you want to speak on and operate 
as you 100% authentically without any barriers? Absolutely. I would say freedom to me is being able to make decisions without the constraints of finances, without the constraints of time, without those constraints. Because time and money keep us from doing a lot of things we want to do or the lack of it. That's what I would say. That's freedom to me is being able to make decisions not encumbered by finances or time, but being able to make decisions just based off of what do I want to do? Whether it's business, whether it's family, whatever the case may be, just being able to having the freedom and the freedom of mind to be able to just make decisions with nothing else hindering it other than the present moment. Mm -hmm. I love both of those responses. Thank you so much for hopping on the Freedom Slay podcast, guys. Awesome. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Oh, my goodness. That was a short episode, but so much good information in there. They talked about the importance of targeting and how to target, the importance of your mindset, the importance of specializing, the importance of paying attention to data and picking your mountain and positioning yourself at the top of that mountain and so much more, along with dropping you a real jam with paid ad playbook. And I don't know about you, but I'm going to take a look at that playbook as well, because who doesn't want to generate 50 to 100 more people on their email list daily? Yeah, let's all download that at paidadplaybook.com. And I'll link to everything else they mentioned, including their website and social media below in the show notes. And we will chat next time. Adios. Okay, okay, I see you, Freedom Slayer. You stayed through to the end, which tells me that you likely enjoyed this episode. Listen, if you haven't already, do your sister a favor by heading on over to the iTunes store to leave a review for the podcast. It'll help others like you find a benefit from it. And look, it also helps with the rankings. Hashtag transparent AF. I appreciate you. 